the, the I think the story of BDSM is is somehow a story of empowerment, mm-hmm. really. This is the Feminine Power Podcast, where we explore ancient and modern wisdom and discover practical tools to cultivate a deep connection with our feminine essence and sexual energy. I'm your host, Maria Grinina, and I dedicate my life to nurturing and growing feel the community of empowered women reclaiming their power through exploring the most potent energy sexual energy you can join our community for free and access a rich tapestry of knowledge from diverse incredible teachers from all over the world and i leave the link to join in this podcast description for you in this podcast through interviews with inspiring teachers and experts who serve our field community we explore various aspects of femininity including self-love body positivity, sexuality, relationships, intuitive wisdom, embodiment, and feminine leadership. Welcome to the Feminine Power Podcast. In this episode, I speak to David Mears, a renowned DOM and sex coach and a master hypnotherapist based in Ibiza. He's also the author of his own method, Orgasmic Hypnosis. Through the years with his work, he has been discovering the intricate pathways to pleasure and how to use sex to heal, grow, and love more deeply. On his path, he has developed a unique set of skills in the realms of BDSM, erotic communication, impact play, shibari, and more. He is also the first man to become one of our field teachers, to be providing his practices and knowledge and skills and guide practices for our members within our membership platform and there is a reason for that i personally have experiences where david has taught me and a group of other people various skills and workshops and i was really really impressed with his way of creating safety and with his way of educating people and in his humbleness Um, i feel that including a male perspective in our community is so so beautiful and i'm looking forward for david to contribute more so in this episode you will learn about the power of words communication verbal and non-verbal play and how bdsm can be a healing method for those with trauma and how it can also be a powerful source of deepening intimacy we've seen your work in person, online, how you speak, what you share, how you teach people. And yeah, just even your in-person work where you do workshops for uh, mixed gender or just for women. It's really impressive how you create a safe space and also allow people to learn little sciencey bits about um, sexuality and intimacy and different approaches. Mm. And I really fell in love with your work when I was at your Dirty Talk workshop at Head and M, where you broke down how you can seduce and play with a person using language. But it was like <laughs> so yes. structured what you were saying, like step one, step two, step three. And and that's like, wow, that's amazing because suddenly everyone can learn because there is a structure. And yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to have a workshop with you very soon in London. Actually, two workshops on the 9th and on the mm. 10th of December. We're going to deep dive in them shortly in this podcast. But I want to welcome you here and open up the space for you to share more about your work around uh, intimacy and domination and BDSM, 
and also your sexuality work that you use to support women to open up to pleasure and uh, yeah regardless age regardless their circumstances i want to really really hear all about it on this podcast and uh, learn more about the approach you take in terms of um there are areas of spirituality and connection and um, trauma release even um, there are so many aspects to your work that people tend to not see because of taboo and all the preconceptions and misconceptions so we have about uh, all sorts of sexuality subjects. I started as a hypnotherapist. So I started as a hypnotherapist. And, and at that time, I was doing a long distance with my partner. I started to induce orgasm with uh, hypnosis to, to her and playing with that idea of uh, suggested orgasm. And that led me into a more sexual kind of work more sexually oriented kind of work and and i discovering within myself the the taste for um creating spaces and and teaching and and leading and dominating and uh yeah and then that led me to to uh to kink and to bdsm and to uh to all of this uh, wonderful universe of uh, sexuality. Mm -hmm. So now you are a sex coach, a dom, a hypnotherapist. Am I missing anything else? That's pretty much it. Like an intersection of uh, of all the of these things. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, when you see the videos, and a lot of people see the videos, uh, and uh, and are it, it can look intimidating, but. But the truth is that it's mainly what we call sub-communication. It's more a subconscious communication. It's something that when you learn it, you know how you can communicate with people at a different level. And that's hypnosis because most of what we believe is communication is conscious. But once you learn hypnosis, you know how to work with the subconscious mind and 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 how to communicate with the body directly without conscious barriers and that's basically how it works it's uh, being able to connect with people at a certain level and to and to um, lead them through language and change their perception change their experience of reality mm -hmm. and then suddenly it, it opens door to things that people don't usually think it's possible like having orgasms on command or anesthesia in certain places like yeah. all these things can be used in a in also a kinky uh in a kinky let's say space would you say it's um this technique the hypnosis technique is purely verbal or do you use anything else to induce that um effect no I, actually i think the when i continue to learn more and more about hypnosis it's because it's communication it, or communication is uh more than 90 percent non non mm. nonverbal right mm -hmm. uh nonverbal meaning um, words mm -hmm. because the intonation let, let's we can say that the intonation and uh, the way we use the sound of our voice is nonverbal then mm -hmm. but um But yeah, most of this communication is nonverbal. So I use I use also a lot of um, we can call it energy and presence and 
not that much touch because uh, it's not really needed. But I use my my eyes, the gaze, the my body language, all of that to communicate uh, and lead people into into having a certain experience. Okay, and you know, I, I believe I, I I could make the entire podcast just about hypnosis, but I do want to <laughs> get onto the subject of uh, domination soon. However few questions before we move on as i hear it's actually very useful to to have this skill um just in relationships because as you say you can you can even make people come on command mm-hmm. and <laughs> like imagine how many people struggle with, with orgasms and like over 40% women don't really have it consistently and if mm-hmm. that can be resolved through hypnosis, <laughs> that's super interesting. But I'm just curious, how easy is, is it to learn this kind of method? Because you do teach trainings, right? And you do trainings for people just who are who have like no preparation. Hypnosis is what we do to get itself into trends and mm-hmm. change our belief system. So we do it, we do it constantly every day just by repeating ourselves certain things that we believe are true is hypnosis uh, somehow. So, so what people can realize is that for like most of our blockages are simply mm-hmm. limiting beliefs. So the same way people get hypnotized or hypnotize themselves, whether they're conscious of it or not, to have crazy orgasms or not to have orgasms is already hypnosis so it's it's not so much about the techniques but it's really about believing the realization that this is how the mind works and then put intention into these techniques but to to tell the truth it's it's as <laughs> it's not as easy but it's as it's as simple as ma- as really mm-hmm. truly making a decision, but um, but it's easier to make that decisions while our conscious mind is bypassed, and this is hypnosis. But it's natural, and if we believe in it, it gets really easy to learn. Yes, um, I understand how I could hypnotize myself from here. But what about if you taught me? to hypnotize someone else what would you know how would you teach me and how much skill do i need to have like how long would that take for me to learn and what can others do to learn to hypnotize others well honestly it depends on your initial level of confidence and also charisma it's 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 a little bit the same as as sex as making love with someone making love or seducing or or just sex is somehow hypnosis. You you use sex to put people into trance. Yeah. The same way I would use words, certain techniques to put people into trance. Uh, uh, okay, I see what I mean. Because you know what? What you just said here is like some people that who are really connected to this understanding of how you can lead a person towards certain feeling. Uh-huh. They would be amazing lovers, right, already. But not everyone is like that. In fact, some people have sex just pretty much manually without really uh, thinking of where they lead the other person mm-hmm. and whether they actually lead the other person anywhere. Yes. So that's kind of not same for everyone. Yes, it's like um, mm-hmm. 
it's a level of connection it's it's mostly about your capacity to build rapport and connection with someone when i hypnotize someone there's absolutely no guarantee that it's going to work so it's all up to me to become very vulnerable very open to for it to fail somehow but still mm -hmm. going for it and this is the attitude that really <laughs> takes people into trance mm -hmm. yeah just with any sort of pleasure even absolutely um, yeah well then i i would make a s simple conclusion here is that yes people can learn to hypnotize but that does how quickly they can learn it depends on their initial level of confidence and charisma from here it's great to get into that uh, conversation about lovemaking and uh, learning a good lovemaking because some people as you just say similarly about hypnosis some people are just amazing lovers just because that's been that that's their natural uh, gift and the key there again as you've mentioned is to be confident yet vulnerable and accept any outcome not be that goal driven okay so what if you feel like you are not there yet you don't have that level of confidence how do you learn and how do you learn from a, from a sex coach because that's again not not it's not that popular yet to get a coach but also it's extremely helpful so how would that person who doesn't have that that level yet how would they learn from a coach and what can they learn yeah yeah admit it and take a step it's 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 i would be very proud of it it's amazing first of all to take the step to learn is already is already uh huge <laughs> ah yes that's the that's the that's what differentiates because once you take the step also but i'm talking really in a, in, in a yeah. way that is uh psychological and how the mind works but when you take that sort of step you all and really believe it yes you're already where you want to be somehow somewhere you know it's just a matter of time and uh, and and focused attention it's all about for me uh, what i've observed it's all about knowledge limiting beliefs and practice and these three things are interconnected and when you get when you when you work with someone you work on these three things and you will get better practice that will that will uh, bring you knowledge and automatically will work on your limiting beliefs or you can work directly on your limiting beliefs that will open you to new knowledge and better practices and so on. So all these things are connected. You, your life has to change, obviously. A lot, a lot of people when... So that's, that's really something that I... Uh, try to make people understand is that when people when someone starts a coaching program it's for their life to change it's not for their life to be the same just with something better because their whole system mm -hmm. is going to change so this is something yeah. people need to be, to prepare themselves for is that mm -hmm. they have no idea even if they have goals usually people have no ideas of what is going to happen what door it is going to open so the first step is really to to surrender to to change regarding the whole life to change because that's why i love the work around sexuality and intimacy one of the areas of lives that a lot of people tend to avoid 
um, or not take into account when it comes to self-development. What I love about this work is that actually when you start addressing issues around sexuality or in your satisfaction and any kind of body elements of it or relationship elements of it, you start to uncover layers of your conditioning, your beliefs, mm -hmm. your past that's connected to your entire life. And some some people never get to uncover those layers just because they never want to ad address the subject of sexuality and they get a goal through their whole lives being completely mm -hmm. unsatisfied in this area. But in fact, some, very often you have to fix completely something completely different outside of your sex life to actually make yourself sex yes. life better. <laughs> Whether it's... Yeah, it's whether it's confidence or your mommy daddy issues or whatever is in the way of you actually embracing your true self. Um, that okay. So then, step one is to actually make that step. I want to learn and improve. That's already, as you say, is incredible step. And then, what's next? So what's really after? accepting that we are that we are going to to change, to do something very different, to become different, and like is to dedicate time, dedicate energy, mm. dedicate. Uh, <laughs> well i want to say money resources. yeah resources yeah. yeah because because that's that's an investment that you do on yourself right it has a mm -hmm. it has energy it has energetic value and it has um mm -hmm. uh yes so it's a lot of people think it's they're giving away the money but they're uh, or they're giving away the time or they're giving uh, away the energy but they're giving it to themselves really yeah? somehow it's uh, yeah. uh, the more you invest time energy and resources the the, the more you can expect uh, changes ra radical changes radical changes there's this thing with with sex and sexuality is that it's it, it can be seen it can really be seen as a practice as a part of but as a part of our identity mm -hmm. as well like any practice, actually, a lot of people see sex as something mm -hmm. that is that is an end in itself and not a vehicle to something else. And like uh, that's why a lot of people put pressure on themselves, pressure on on sexuality. It's like uh, it's it's like martial arts, <laughs> but loving martial arts or whatever. You just it, it has a philosophy around it. It has a of course, it's it's linked also to to life creating, and and but it is a practice, really intense practice, because it it encompasses all the whole the whole array of human emotions. That's why it's so powerful for change. But it is it remains a practice. Mm. It remains something that anybody can become really good at, the same way as anybody can become uh, great uh, musicians mm -hmm. right yeah and similarly um like if if you practice a lot um let's say you're an athlete and then suddenly you, sp you practice a lot certain sport and then all the physical activity related to that then suddenly you learn such qualities as discipline or endurance or a positive yes. mindset and then it affects your other areas of life. Similarly, in sexuality, once you learn um, to manage your sexual energy and the way you exchange it or or preserve it um, and how you learn to open up and receive pleasure, then suddenly it affects how you can receive gifts in life, how you can allow yourself to receive that pleasure in life and how you can mm -hmm. um, express emotion and how you can be vulnerable and create safe space or feel safe within your body. And that takes me to the next subject. Subject, actually the subject of our workshop 
Um, and yes. our workshop on the 10th of December is going to be the full day of BDSM initiation in London. And uh, mm -hmm. I love that we do that. And what I wish for the audience listening and people coming to the workshop is to understand how even the subject of BDSM and sub submissive and dominant uh, play can teach you a lot more um, that you expect not just sexual skills mm. or bedroom skills but life skills and here I, i'll tell you a little story and tell the audience a little story why it matters so much to me and i love transmitting this message because not many people can talk about it publicly uh, but it does help to hear like in in my story bdsm and this kind of play um, played a huge role in my personal empowerment because Well, when, when I had my sexual trauma as a child and um, I grew, grew up as a woman who thought that sex is something I give to others in return for love or in return mm -hmm. for something else, basically it's, it's, it's a, it's, what is it? It's an exchange here where I do not receive pleasure yes. about like. Yeah, it's transactional. Yeah, it's transactional. Yeah. So um, when I when I grew up then and um, in my very early twenties, I um, I still had that mindset. But what helped me to get out of that is um, a story with with a long term lover boyfriend of mine of those years, um, who had brought me into exactly BDSM play, and in that play because there is so much communication happening. And so much um, invitation to share what is it that you want and what is it that is your boundary that um, taught me to express my desires and to become a receiver of pleasure where, the, where there is an equal safe space for both and also a space of surrender. And I don't know even what would happen to me in, in my life if I didn't go through that experience because that space which society tends to shame actually helped me to mm -hmm. recover from trauma and helped me to become sexually confident and also more confident in life because what you, you tend to yes. learn like if I can't say what I want to with a man who I'm most intimate with how can I even mm -hmm. say what I want for dinner or how can I even say where I want to work <laughs> like it's just is so interconnected that's why I'd like to explore this subject of course on the workshop and now with you so that people can learn from you as a professional in this space how can this subject support people and what is it that we believe about about it that isn't true yeah yes 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 amazing yeah I mean I've, I've heard I've heard um, this kind of uh, story also how BDSM really really help people going through trauma because there is definitely a and rebalance what has been um, balances that have been broken. Mm -hmm. yeah. right? um, so it's, it's a space where people can take charge, become empowered or guide and lean or, or let go of control as well or surrender or trust and, and even have faith. Like uh, that's the, that that everything is going to turn out well that they're loved that they're being taken care of so the, the i think the story of bdsm is is somehow a story of empowerment mm -hmm. really because um if you look at <laughs> 
And that's the truth. But if you look at outside BDSM, well, the whole story of humanity is basically about the uh, uh, not consented domination, yeah. right? It's about oppression, uh, civilization, uh, war, uh, uh, genders, uh, races, uh, all of that. Yeah. Everything, every, everything you look around in society uh, is unequal. Even though society, <laughs> for some uh, for some fucked up reason, tries to tries to uh, show itself as equal, where it's just not just just because just because of the fact that society has been has been uh, well created. Let's say, I mean, our Western society has been created by heterosexual white men, right? Just, just this, just this fact alone will create inequalities, right? Because the norms, the norms wants will want to serve people who create it, right? And and it's not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's uh, random that this society tries to depict BDSM as <laughs> an abusive place, right? Yeah, yeah. Same as many things connected to sexuality. Yes. We are taking a little break so that you can learn how to access your sexual energy and feminine power at any time and learn to embody your most confident, beautiful, powerful self. We've gathered a community of leading teachers, tantra, embodiment, sex, love, intimacy, relationship coaches. And together with them, we create simple daily practices and rituals that you can access online on demand embodiment breath tantric practices meditations dance movement everything you need to cultivate your sexual energy and feminine power even five minutes a day make a huge difference you can access these practices in the field portal at a super affordable price from 15 to 30 dollars per month and believe me this is the investment that has unbelievable huge returns for your life, love, relationships, creativity, abundance, pleasure, and so much more. Get ready to awaken your inner goddess, harness your feminine power, and radiate authenticity in every area of your life. Join the Feel Portal at feelup.co slash membership or find the link in this podcast feed or on our Instagram at feel underscore women. Yes, because it because it doesn't because suddenly it goes against the norm, it goes against what serve people who created the norms. It goes yeah, it's uh, so it's a sort of re empowerment. People who go into BDSM have I believe whether it's trauma based or not have a deep craving for for reclaiming their power mm-hmm. yeah Where, whether it's the power to surrender and to trust because it's their decision because it's their desire because it's their wanting whether it's the power to lovingly guide and create experiences for others and and this is this is really the at the core of BDSM, it's reclaiming power and creating spaces where everything 
is possible within the boundaries of mutual consent away from the what we what we what we can see as cliche the pain the the <laughs> all of this all of these are just aspects of the possibilities that offer such spaces but but bdsm can can totally be about simply giving a massage to someone or worshiping yeah. someone or praising someone like a like a like a goddess for example or like a god or uh, appreciate someone right and just because maybe some imbalance that have occurred in uh, in society and history BDSM means uh, <laughs> oh, first of all, yeah. What is BDSM? Huh? Uh, BDSM means bondage, um, bondage, dominance, uh, sadomasochism. It's definitely based on 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 power dynamics or allowing people to to embody a certain role. And in that um, case, actually coming back mm -hmm. to what you've previously said about consent and the fact that there is a lot of non-consensual power play generally in society. I saw you speaking about it on another podcast and I really loved what you said. Um, yes. In fact, consent is something that should be valued in the society way more than ethics right because what we do have in the society and very often in the bedroom is that people tend to assume that there is certain code of ethics and they assume that that's why certain things are okay and take action based on that and instead what can be way less harm harmful to people is to not assume that there is some sort of code of ethics that somebody mm -hmm. came up with that doesn't actually apply to what people want and want. Um, instead, embrace consent and embrace situations where yeah. we, we can really feel welcome to say what is it that we don't or not, not want. And also yes. always remember to ask clearly without pressure to ensure that whatever we do is actually consensual. And... Yeah, just not assume. That's I think that what I also feel power, very powerful about is like assumptions are the worst, really. <laughs> so, yeah, in BDSM, as I understand, there is always negotiation process, right? And yes. um, so, yeah, tell me about it. In BDSM, it is understood that kinks and desires and norms are mm -hmm. uh, are actually very subjective right nobody has the same background nobody has it's part of the same culture so in order to create a scene in order to create a space that is free and liberated and safe where people can fully surrender or people can really take charge without the, the risk to take the risk of abuse right of uh of trauma mm -hmm. so we we push the process of consent we make it systematic and that comes with negotiation and safety right uh, establishing safe word um, just to make sure that uh, consent is ongoing um, and negotiation and uh, for me it starts it starts also way before uh, i actually do sessions right yeah. i uh, i send forms with everything that can happen and how much people want 
something maybe to happen. Yeah. I have my own boundaries, but it's it's like discussing. <laughs> it's as if you're discussing the the menu of what you want to eat uh, tonight. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and it should feel so welcome, right? And it's really not. And that's another practice I adore about this very stigmatized um, activity and very stigmatized group of activity under BDSM is that actually it can be, when it's done properly, million times safer and everyone can feel they're million times more emotionally and physically safe because there are rules there and the, the, there is open communication. Whereas in any other sexual interaction that where people just assume, even if no obvious harm is happening, there can be harm. Mm -hmm. But because people don't like to talk or are not taught or invited to talk, yes, that's just not, yeah, that can be pretty bad. Uh, so yeah, can tell me, okay, about negotiation, a little bit more and about consent. How does it actually work? Because we're going to have a workshop, right? We're yes. going to explain yes. how that all is done. But here in about just a few words, what are the important parts? How do you establish that kind of communication? Well, how would that work is that, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's like, first of all, because I'm a switch also, huh? so I'm not, yeah. I'm not just dominant and I like to, yeah. I like to, I like to let go. I like to receive and I like to see uh, somebody else express this themselves that way on me as well. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so first, it's about who is going to lead. <laughs> mm -hmm. okay. Who is going to lead? So mm -hmm. that can be decided. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I want to lead. Sometimes the other person wants to let go. So that's, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. yeah. And for how much time, where... So, for example, it can be like, oh, I want to do it uh, in the living room and I would, uh, maybe I would like to, to do it until a certain point and then I'm going to surrender and switch and then maybe we will want just to have normal <laughs> normal lovemaking and flow, right? Yeah. But you, so you, 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 are, you determine the time you determine mm -hmm. the place well mm -hmm. obviously the people involved right and mm -hmm. then uh and then you get inside this uh more specific uh what what do i feel like doing how do you see it yeah. usually you can start by saying i would like or <laughs> as if you are telling a story in a perfect yeah. world right i would love you to i would love you to wait for me you're gonna wait for me on the bed you're uh you're gonna have yeah you're gonna have a blindfold you're gonna wait for me on the bed you're gonna be you, you're still gonna be closed and you're not gonna make any sound until i arrive and then i'm going to play with you what would you like me to what would you like me to do to you you know um mm. maybe i'm like oh i'm feeling i'm feeling i'm feeling like i'd love sensation play i would love to have uh, to play with wax i would love to play with temperature with eyes and then the person is like okay and then maybe i can i i would i would like to sit on your face or i would like to dominate you from from behind and play with this and uh you will be very uh thankful for what i'm doing to you and you're going to praise me and then you're going to kiss my kiss my uh kiss my feet and um i will reward you with this uh you know so 
and 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 the thing is like the thing is like the 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 negotiation can become the actually the one of the most exciting parts yeah, of love making you know because <laughs> suddenly suddenly you get suddenly you start to express things you're actually surprised what's coming out of your mouth you know mm-hmm. like uh maybe uh i'm like oh actually i would love for you to uh fuck me yeah to peg me mm-hmm. as a man right mm-hmm. uh and you're like wow i've never said that before actually so maybe this is the time maybe this is what i'm maybe that's what i'm uh i i'm desiring you know truly because and this already puts you there you're already living it and of course you can you can you you can say like i don't know maybe uh if if my partner would say like yeah i would uh, love to play with your uh with your ass you know i'm going to okay. worship your ass and then i'm going to put that prostate uh <laughs> Prostate um, vibrator, uh, prostate stimulator in your house, and and maybe I'm like, oh, you know what? Uh, I would love something more chill tonight. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know? So you can basically push back also in the process of negotiation because it's like it's a space where both people are really welcome to express before the act starts, right? Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, and it can go as far as. Uh, as I'm going to be dominating you, uh, and you're going to do this, 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 and that. And for example, if you're not happy, well, <laughs> we're not doing it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then you always have, to... then the negotiation also can become a, a, a sort of power dynamic. Also, yeah. it can be the, it can really be the most exciting uh, part of the the session, even. Mm-hmm. And that's... You know? because yeah. because the negotiation is the is actually the part where, uh, in the way I'm seeing it, is actually the part where um, power is completely balanced mm-hmm. and both parts have complete responsibility. Right? I always say that during the scene, the dom has the the sub has a hundred percent. Uh, responsibility yeah. and the dom has 200 yeah. responsibility yeah right um so during this negotiation it's the 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 power is truly equal mm-hmm. yeah that, that that's true and but also then t- tell me a little bit more about the actual protest where the the dom has a lot of responsibility i feel like that's an important part to cover as of course the sub as um, as we understand just from the name of it submissive has a, a bit has a simpler role generally unless you're a control freak right where it's actually <laughs> nice to try to be submissive just to get rid of your control issues but submissive is simply following the instructions and the and the point there is to surrender really and to trust while for the dominant person there is indeed so much responsibility they have to i as i imagine and you tell me like really think about the process and the other person mm-hmm. and be careful and understand the boundaries and all of that so what's mm-hmm. what are the important bits there for for the dom well, the the um, there is definitely this energy exchange, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, during the scene, the the dom he the dom pours energy into the sub, and it's for the sub to 
receive it and in a way it's it's more active than we think mm -hmm. uh to to truly consciously receive the energy that is pouring onto us mm -hmm. right um and and how to maintain that that it's not passive it's not passivity mm -hmm. and that's really different because um because then energy would start to truly leak for example and it's an act of devotion it's an act of appreciation it's an act of uh somehow worshiping to and it's an act of truly feeling so in that way it's not that mm -hmm. it's not okay. that inactive yeah. and it takes it takes a lot it, it also takes a lot of work for for someone to to access that level of mm -hmm. submission yeah. right to the point to the somehow to the point of adoration and complete trust and uh and um of completely accepting and 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 love actually yeah. right and love it's it's a very it's a very uh it can be a very long process but it's never inactive and it's never passive but the person who leads truly is yes the dome is responsible for everything that's happened it has this responsibility a lot of people sometimes have a lot of yeah. trouble uh surrendering and they become like bratty and you know they 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 contest authority or they you know they they make jokes or they they kind of like they're not mm. they don't take the their role seriously and uh, mm. that's usually because they're scared right there's even if they don't realize it they're scared so it is there's something very active in the the act of surrendering and embodying that role of submission in in, in a way everything comes down to mm -hmm. uh to the intention what is the intention why why would and and that's true why would you surrender to uh why would you surrender to <laughs> to someone uh, uh, and and do whatever whatever mm. they're gonna say or accept whatever they're gonna do to you, right? There, it, it doesn't make sense, even though uh, even mm. though it's somehow deeply embedded within us, right? Because we have these patterns of oppression, and we have mm -hmm. this power, uh, this pattern of being victims. Everybody hold these these patterns in us because that's how all our ancestors have lived by the of either being a victim or by either being an oppressor and that's and that's really the reality and the first step is to really accept that this is and and people who would start to feel like bratty subs right they're they're they become bratty because they they feel the victimization starting to come out again this yeah. feeling of victimization so they they rebel they rebel against it that's and it's not a, yeah i just have to to mention this here because i feel like that will will really resonate with anyone who's had sexual trauma because mm -hmm. what you're saying here and that's i believe what believe why it helped me so much and why i would encourage others to research and look into this 
is like this pattern of victimization and also the defensiveness that is a result of that yeah. is so, so deeply embedded in one who's had bad experience because then you start constantly defending yourself against a partner. And of course, it's great to have the defensive pattern when you really need to defend yourself. But yes. then when it's like starts being inside of you all the time, it's really in the way of establishing real intimacy. And it feels like learning BDSM and hello, everyone who thinks completely opposite, learning about this process, especially in sexual context, can really help you break out of that victim pattern and defensiveness because suddenly you learn the framework of safety and trust and connection. Yeah, and that's actually amazing i'm like it's a shame not many, there are not many studies around it uh, but yeah okay oh, it's crazy <laughs> and, and and the other part is for the the dominance and you can mm -hmm. see that a lot of for example guys are like uh a, for example uh, yeah maybe maybe someone will crave to be dominated will mm -hmm. crave to be told what to do will crave to submit and then you will have the guy guys saying like yeah but you know i don't i, I want i respect you i don't want to hurt you and <laughs> that and that comes from a huge lineage of being an oppressor yeah yeah and then the person will fight that patterns either mm -hmm. either they will slip into it and go back into a pattern of non-consensual dominance or either they will retract from this role uh, by the fear of becoming truly oppressive so within this practice of power play and BDSM, we actually, we actually break these patterns. Yeah. And we, and we truly embrace our, our capacity to, to dominate, right? Yeah. To, to lead, to, uh, to provide, uh, and also to receive and surrender and serve. But yeah. but in that in that dynamic where everybody is serving, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody yeah. is wow. serving and receiving, and that's what at the end makes this power play equal. Yeah. But there's also something uh, I would like to touch is that mm -hmm. it's when you start really getting into it, it becomes it becomes a dynamic and not just a scene, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's it becomes like a lifestyle it's something that you want to cultivate within your life mm. and within and also within your relationships mm. like uh, <laughs> now mm. i have uh, i'm 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 sending these tests to all my friends and i'm always mm. like <laughs> or i do i do these these polls on uh, on instagram and just yeah. to just to check out where how people situate themselves and it also helps me a lot to understand them better. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so deep. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> we can, it's like, there's yeah. so many layers to it. It's insane. Yeah. So many layers. And, and like, I, I, I can see why the society doesn't celebrate it because you can find way too much <laughs> in it and way too many answers to your questions that you would kind of, this very often the study wants you to treat them otherwise. And I think yeah. I think uh, society depicts it really big. Also, it it just pushes the cliches of the yeah. dark room yeah. and the and the violence and the pain 
And uh, whereas it's suddenly not about that. Yeah. It's as if it's it's as if you would say that um, music is evil, and all mm. you would show to people is like uh, death metal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, and forgetting about all the other genres or mm. all the other nuances of music available. You know, it's like mm. oh no, that's what music is. It's death mm. metal. Yeah, <laughs> Just, yeah. It actually doesn't make sense because exactly. it's an art. Basically, mm. sex is an art. BDSM is an art. You can make it as artistic and beautiful and fluffy and pink and and uh, and soft as you want, mm-hmm. uh, and explore uh, sensations and explore whatever. Or you can make it as dark and violent and uh, and and uh, and, and gore I'm- and what you did, whatever you want as as you as you want as well. Yeah. yeah, and the point here is that this is a freedom for people to express and find consensually. And another point is for everyone who's going to be coming to our workshop. Well, indeed, you don't really have to come all the way um, in leather. <laughs> it's not a requirement. <laughs> it's <laughs> unless you want to. But the way we're going to be exploring the subject is going to be from um, sciencey and spiritual and emotional and sensual and. Uh, yeah, the, the space or that allows you to really explore your relationship with self and others. And it's not going to be about like, okay, so you put the gag into the mouth like, kind of thing. <laughs> Just Absolutely to, not. Yeah. <laughs> Just to make it clear. This was David Mears. And to connect with David and find out more about his work, simply head to the episode notes where you will find all the links. And also don't forget to check out our membership where you can get to practice with David and many other amazing genuine cheaters and also our upcoming workshop. Hopefully you're listening to this on time and are still able to come to our upcoming workshop on the 9th of December in London and to receive a 10% discount code. Please simply also check the episode notes. And of course, if you are are already one of our members, then you will receive a 25% discount code by email. Thank you so much for listening to the Feminine Power Podcast. Your attention, your presence means so much to us. If you want to join the FEEL portal and become our founding member, we are still accepting our founding members for another few weeks and you have a chance to become the core of our community and receive lifelong benefits such as 50% off our membership and access to our team and teachers, live calls, special community benefits and offers and so much more if you apply and join our founding membership while we are still accepting the founding members. Otherwise, join our regular membership and access all the necessary practices, rituals and tools to cultivate sexual energy at any time. Thank you so much for listening and I'm looking forward to sharing more with you in our next episode.